welcome back again. I am Laura from Front Office Rocks, founder of Front Office Rocks, and welcome to another Dear Laura. We are so excited that you're here. Um, at this point, you've probably heard or seen us, me, on other platforms, and you're following along on social media or with our podcast. However, you are here. I welcome you back again, and I'm super excited. Um, and in this, I answered two questions. Um, last time we talked about phones, we've talked about um, job ads, block scheduling. So if you haven't checked out past ones, make sure you go back and listen to past episodes. But in this one, we're going to talk about gossip and second opinions. So let's get right into it. These are fun, fun topics. So I have an office that overall runs great. However, I do feel like we have a gossip problem. I am a dentist and I'm looking for some advice of how to handle gossip in the office. Well, let me tell you a funny story. I worked at a dental office once where um, you walk in the front door and there's a check-in and check-out um, at the front door. And between the check-in and check-out desk, a beautiful, it was an old bank, beautiful front desk, there was a wall. And the wall didn't make sense. It didn't fit. Like, why is there a wall placed between these two seats? And so I asked one of the employees, like, what's the wall there for? That doesn't make a lot of sense. And she told me that the two women that used to work there, the check-in and check-out at the check-in and check-out desk, didn't get along. So the dentist, his solution to that was to build a wall between them so they didn't have to see each other. So just a little construction, that's how you solve it. I'm completely kidding with that, but that is a true story. There was a wall built to solve this problem. Um, the number one thing I can say, first of all, I can't go into everything about how to, how to fix this, but I can give you some tips in this episode. The number one thing I would say is you got to get your, take your head out of the sand. You got to bury, take, unbury your head. You got to get out there and get involved. If you ignore it, if you build a wall between them, if you act like it's not there, it's not going to go away. It's not going to get better. The second thing I would say about it is gossip is much like a fungus. Um, drama is much like a mushroom, a fungus, right? Like it's going to grow. It's going to, you can't avoid it and it'll go away. It's going to get bigger and worse if you don't deal with it. So you have to address it and you have to have a system and a policy to handle it or it's not going to go anywhere. The third thing I'm going to say about it is it probably took years to get here. Like it probably has grown over the years, like when it started, it was a small thing, two people on the team maybe didn't get along or talked about a third person. And now it's the hygienist against the assistants against the front office. And these two girls don't get along and there's whispering in the in the break room and there's whisper, whispering and sterilization. It has grown. And it has grown to a point that you're probably finally like, I got to deal with this. Now, let me talk about why we have to deal with it. We have to deal with it because first of all, we deserve to work in an environment where people like to come to work. And if you have an environment where it's gossip and drama and people are pointing fingers and whispering about each other, you are probably writing in to me right now because you avoid going to you want to avoid going to work on Monday. Like you wake up and think, oh my gosh, I have to if it wasn't for just if, if I could just do teeth, <laughs> if I could just deal with the patients or half the patients, life would be great. But it's that other stuff. So that's the first reason that you have to deal with it. The second reason that you have to deal with it is the patients feel it. The patients know when your team's not getting along. It's the energy of the practice. 
we need to give our patients an amazing experience. But if your team is more focused on drama and pointing fingers and gossip and whispering, they're not putting all their attention on taking care of the patients. So fixing, getting it out, eliminating the drama in your office, doing everything you can to keep the gossip out is going to help the team be able to better take care of your patients. And ultimately that's our number one goal, right? So a few tips on this. And again, I can't go in depth about it. I have a lot of this available on Front Office Rocks, but a few tips I would say about this is you've got to address it as a team. You've got to get the team together and talk about the fact that we have a problem and we need to fix it. And you're going to have people inside going, thank goodness, we're finally talking about it. You need to have some policies around how you handle gossip in the practice. How are you going to address? Because you might have somebody who's the pot stirrer, I like to call them. And we've got to make sure that we have some policies of how to handle it. What's going to happen if it doesn't stop? Then once it's out there and everybody's agreed, I would check with your HR, make sure that your law, you know, that your handbook is up to date and all your job descriptions are up to date. Now it's time to start addressing it one-on-one. -on -one. And what I mean by that is if you've got drama and gossip in the office, you've got to help your team members learn how to handle it in, because they're not doing it in front of you. They're doing it around the corner in the break room. So you've got to help your team members learn how to address it when it comes at them because it's going to come at them all the time, right? Gossip's juicy. Gossip's fun. People are like, did you hear what happened? And it's very, even I'm guilty of it sometimes. I go, no, what happened, right? But you've got to help your team members learn how to be like, you know what? If it's not about me, if it's not helping the practice, I don't really, I don't really need to know. You also need to address the employees one-on-one -on -one for those that are doing it. Um, it's a bad habit. It's, you know, we love the juicy stuff. And so if you've got team members who their life is a little dramatic, they do it at home, their girlfriends all talk about each other, well, that's the kind of personality they're going to bring in the practice. So you've got to help that personality one-on-one -on -one realize that this is not okay. And this is not how we're going to do this in our practice anymore which then leads to, you've got to have some teeth behind that. You've got to have what's going to happen if it doesn't stop because of two reasons. One is that if you, you've probably discussed this in the past and it didn't get better because there was no teeth behind it. There was no, there's a chance you could lose your job over this. If you do not stop causing issues and drama and gossip and all of that, ultimately you could lose your job. If they know you're just threatening and nothing's going to happen, why would they stop? Right. And the rest of the team is watching. Like the rest of the team is like, well, we know that Susie, she's going to come in and never stop gossiping. And the doctor's not going to do anything about it. Or the office manager's not going to do anything about it. Well, if you don't have some teeth behind it, the team's right. And that's probably why it's grown over the years because there was no repercussions for it. Now, again, check your state laws, check with your HR. But if you truly want to get it out of the practice, just like a fungus, you got to kill it. You got to you got to get it out of the garden or it's going to take over. Then you've got to maintain that, which means once you get it out of the practice, you can't just walk away and assume it's going to be gone forever. Things happen. You know, patients come in and cause a ruckus. Um, people have drama at home. We have every, you know, we have stress in the office. So, so 
attitudes will arise, things will come up and gossip will start to come back in until we squash it. So once you start eliminating another practice, it's your job as leadership and as the team to say, all right, we're starting to get a little lax. We're starting to get a little gossipy around here. We don't like that in our practice. It needs to stay away. Okay. Um, like I said, it is, it has taken a long time probably to grow in your practice. So it's not going to, it's not going to go away overnight, but it is something that you can change. And if you do it the right way with the team involved, you train, you advise, you're there, you're supportive, you're in it to win it. You're going to, you're going to be able to change the culture. So that's not part of your practice anymore. So I hope that got you started on how to eliminate the gossip in your practice. Let's move on to the second question, which is Laura, do you have any opinions on when people call in and ask the price for something such as they needed a second opinion or how much is a crown? Yes, I have an opinion on that. Um, Patience, you need to come up with a way that your team handles those type of questions. Now, I'm going to give you my way. My way is not the exact way, um, but it's my the way I do it when I'm answering the phones or dealing with patients. Um, but let me explain first why they're even asking that. When patients call your practice, they don't know anything really about dentistry besides their pocketbook and their insurance book. They only know how much things cost and if their insurance is going to cover it or not. They don't know and they, they don't know how good um, your dentistry is. They don't know the difference a lot of times between a crown and a filling and an onlay and an inlay and an implant. And they don't, they know that they need some work to be done. They know they're in pain and they want to know how much it is or does my insurance cover it? That's all they know, right? Now, what they should be calling in and saying is, how much CE has your doctor done? What technology do you use? You know, how much, where do they go to school? What, you know, that's the questions they should be asking, but they only know insurance book and pocketbook. So if we answer the question based off of how much is something, if we answer the question based off of only thing they know, we're not truly helping the patient make the best decision, which is to become a patient in our practice. They're deciding on price. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't I'm not saying whether you're the most expensive or least expensive dentist in your town, but I don't think a patient should pick a dentist based off of price, right? So if your team members are giving the price initially, they're just like, well, it's $7.99. That's the only thing they're judging on. They're deciding on price. We as team members answering the phone should be convincing them to come to our practice based off of the knowledge we have about how amazing our office is. So what I would suggest is you want to answer the question, and I have lots of videos about this on Front Office Rocks, and I think I talk about it in other episodes. You want to answer the question with a yes or something positive so that you can take control of the phone call. And so what I mean by that is if somebody says, how much is a crown? Or I need a crown and I wanna know how much yours is versus the other office. What I'm gonna say is, well, I can't actually tell you without knowing a little bit more. It depends. Let me ask you a few questions and then I'll answer that for you. And the reason I wanna do that is I wanna take control of the phone call. I want to find out now, why are they calling? How long has it been hurting? Where did they go? What other office? Like, I wanna find out what they're talking about, right? 
So first I'm going to say, well, it depends. And I do want to answer that for you. Let me ask you a few questions. Okay. And so that they know they're going to get an answer. They're going to get something, but you're taking control of the phone call. And then I'm going to find out details. And then I'm going to say, listen, what I suggest is that you come in and see our doctor, right? You come in and we can tell you everything. We'll sit down on a consultation. Let's get you in for a new patient appointment or emergency or consult or eval, whatever you do in your practice, however your, your um, policy is. Now, most patients are 50%, let's just say, are going to say, okay, cool. I'll schedule that appointment. Let's come in. But there's 50% are going to say, no, like, I, I just need to know how much it is. Like, I know I need a crown. I went to another office. It, I just know I need this. How much is it? So then I'm going to say, okay, well, it depends, right? Because every dentist is different. So when you went to one dentist and they said you needed a crown, potentially another dentist might think you need a three surface filling. We have different technology. We have different experience. We have different levels. We cannot diagnose over the phone. So let's get you in to um, see what's going on with your tooth and we'll sit down and go over everything with you when you come in. Now, my goal on every phone call is ultimately to get the patient to schedule an appointment. My goal is to not diagnose them over the phone. My goal is to not give prices out over the phone. My goal is to make that patient or person a patient of our practice. So my goal in doing that is it does depend, doesn't it? Like your dentist might diagnose differently on that tooth than my dentist does. So I really can't say over the phone how much it's going to be. Now, let's just say another 25% of people are like, fine, I'll come in. I get that. I'll, I'll schedule an appointment. Okay. Now there's still this 25%, let's just say, who's like, listen, lady, I don't know how much or you understand what I'm asking. I don't know what, but I have asked you twice now. How much is a crown? I understand you get, but you've got to tell me how much a crown is. I'm not coming in until you until you tell me how much a crown is. Okay. Now, what I want you to say is if they're a real pain in the behind, for you, it's five thousand dollars. They can go somewhere else. I'm just kidding. But you know, this is a person who's like, listen, I'm gonna control this. You're not, right? I know what I need that's best for me. Okay. So in that case, what I would probably do is say, listen, it depends. It can be anywhere between $200 and $2,000 because it's true, right? It could be a filling to a corn crown. Like I'm giving you a range. Like it, it really does depend. Let's get you in. Okay. But if that person pushes again, now we're in the like five, 10%. If they're pushing again and they're like, well, I'm not coming in unless you tell me how much a crown is. Then in that case, tell them how much a crown is, right? You've done everything you can to explain to them why they shouldn't decide on price, why your office is the best, how every dentist diagnoses differently. They need to be a patient in your practice. And if they're just not going to come in, then give them the price and let them decide. And if they want to come in, great. And if they don't, that's okay. They probably saved you a lot of time because this is also the person who's going to probably nickel and dime you over x-rays and details of what we're doing and discounts and all of that, right? Ultimately, we want to help every patient that wants help. If they want to choose based off price, totally fine. Probably not. You're not probably the cheapest dentist in town. You're probably not the one they're going to win. And that's okay. There's plenty of patients who actually want to get taken care of and understand why you can't give a price out over the phone. So now if all of that is like, wow, Laura, how do I say those things? How do I handle that? How do I train my team on that? 
That is what we have at Front Office Rocks. That is just a small version of one of my hundreds of hours of videos specifically on phones because that is the most important piece of technology in your dental office. And how your team handles the phone makes a difference to if your marketing's working or not and if you get the patients in or not. And you can't do this with a script. If you read off of a script, patients are going to know you're reading off a script and it's not going to be real. It's got to be authentic. It has to come from the heart. So if you're looking for some help in this area, that is what we do at Front Office Rocks. If not, or for other areas, if you just want to follow along, join me at the next episode. Who knows what the next question is going to be? Even I don't know because I get all our messages from our customers and people listening. So send your messages, put them in the comments. Let me know what you'd love to ask about for your practice, because if you have this issue, I'm sure other offices do. And on that, that note, I hope you have an amazing day and thank you for joining.